the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. I'm not the aforementioned Milton Glick. I am Barry Bess. Um, my regular day job is morning host on our sister station, AM 630 The Word, during the week. But every once in a while, I like to come out to Millburgers and hang out with two of my favorite guys. There you go. Now, if you're looking at your radio from left to right, uh-huh. on my on the left is Dr. Jerry Parsons. Right. Then there's me, the nurse practitioner, because I'm not a doctor yet. <laughs> and off to the right is Dr. Calvin Finch, who's been a very, very busy guy already. That's right. Be- before we get into that, um, we're just going to tell you that Milton's off this weekend because he's actually being inducted as the president of a fan club. Now, he wouldn't tell me what fan club, but I think it's the Milton Glick Fan club. I think he made that up <laughs> well, to impress you. Yeah, I think so. But that's where he says he's at. Is it a president getting? He's getting nominated for president of yeah, his tried, own fan he, club. He's tried that several yeah, times. So we'll see what happens this time. But that's why he keeps asking you back. Is because you believe him. Yeah, I believe him and everything he says. Plus, it's a chance for me to hang out with you two guys for a couple hours a day. There you now, go. We are inviting you all to call. You've heard the numbers earlier, 210-308-8867. You can also come on down to the nursery here at uh, 1604 and Balverde Road. We're open until 6 tonight. And um, if you want to find out more about what's going on at Millburgers, you can also call 210-497-3760. Trace is probably going to make his way up here on the porch here in, in a little bit. But first, Calvin... You've been a very busy man this morning, and uh, you're going to be a little bit busier this afternoon after the show. Tell us a little bit about what was going on this morning. Well, this uh, today is uh, uh, Butterfly Information Day here at Millburgers. We uh, invited anybody that had any questions on, on creating a butterfly garden or producing more butterflies than their landscape is produced now to stop by and uh, uh, chat with me and, and uh, some of the staff here at uh, at the Butterfly Garden. Of course, Millburgers has a certified butterfly garden, and that's where we were. And it's a very attractive garden. shows you what you can uh, grow and what it can look like in the landscape. Plus, it attra- attracts butterflies and hummingbirds. Uh, uh, so that, that was the part of the top. And we are uh, available. Can you guys hear me? Am mm-hmm. I going in and out? Yeah, yeah. No, I can hear you. Going in and out or not? No. No. Huh. Okay. And uh, the, uh, also we're going to be, we're, we'll talk about those same topics here on the radio if you want to come in. But we'll, we'll uh, start again at uh, 2 o'clock from 2 to 3 All and right. talk about uh, 
any questions you might have. And we've got uh, handouts and, of course, Certified Butterfly Garden and uh, lots of knowledgeable people willing to talk. So as a novice, which you guys both know I am, what is the benefit of having butterflies in your in your garden? They're attractive. Mm-hmm. and they're, So it's just for aesthetic. Though. Well, in the, yeah, and the life... Life cycle is uh, is pretty fascinating. You know, if you're interested in nature, fascinated by it, butterflies are unbelievable, uh, especially the monarch. You know, and the monarch's been faced with a real dilemma in terms of the maintaining a population. And it was so it's so neat that we can uh, individual homeowners can contribute to um, making the monarch successful uh, because uh, the initiatives just planting. Some milkweed and uh, uh, being careful about how we use pesticides uh, and uh, planting other nectar and uh, sources for the milkweeds, we can we can uh, contribute to them be to to the population growing, and then maybe head off this uh, the disaster that it would be if they are not successful. Oh, is this the monarch butterfly? Because I always hear monarch butterfly. Is that probably the most popular breed of uh, butterfly? Yeah, I, th- I think they probably are. Their the lifestyle is so fascinating. Some of their some of their generation times are only three weeks long. The ones we see here, though, have been alive for uh, eight or nine months, and uh, we get the, we get them just before they head south to their wintering grounds, and we get them after they come up in the spring on the way to the north, up to um, northern tier states and also Canada. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, that's part of the attraction. So what were some of the questions that came up this uh, morning? Oh, gosh, a lot about uh, native milkweed versus uh, tropical milkweed. What plants uh, are, uh, if you've got a limited space, which are the most potent plants? You know, we talk about... Mistflower, I think that's Jerry's vote for the one that is mo- most attractive to butterf- butterflies. I, I like the, the zinnias. Uh, that, there were a lot of questions about th- that. Then also uh, people kind of forget about the uh, egg laying. The butterflies are pretty fussy about where they lay their eggs, like the monarchs only lay on, on milkweed. And the uh, golf fritillary lays on passion vine. Um, and so each each of the, the the butterfly varieties has a species of plant, basically, or a, a genus of plants that they will lay their eggs on. So you just put a few of those specimens in there, and you can kind of decide which which butterflies are going to raise now, young. These eggs must be microscopic. No, they're oh, not. No, you can know. see them. Really? Yeah, like with your with the bare eye with the sand, sand grain. Oh, okay. most, most of them about the size of a sand grain. Oh. Well, we've seen as we, last couple of years, we've kind of started about um, oh, be, talking about preserving and expanding butterfly population. But Jerry and I, through our horticulture and gardening, it was kind of the, we noticed things like that because those 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 uh, caterpillars were eating our plants, you know, and they were, <laughs> so, you know, now suddenly we're trying to do um uh, Manipulate the plants or have the right mix of plants to encourage butterflies. In the past, we were just making sure they weren't interfering with our plants. So yeah. it's, it's a different kind of story. And that's what's part of the part of the interest in this 
new fascination with butterflies is that it's a whole different philosophy or you have to kind of change your mindset to, so to, you you don't so the caterpillars were an annoyance because they would eat the plants yeah or even more they would they would our beloved plants they would eat them down to or you know if you had your parsley out there in your herb garden the black swallowtails as, as pretty as they are they would just yeah. eat it down to stuff all right so what do you do to avoid the caterpillars eating the plants down well you do a, you do a lot of things you you put up with some damage you, you know you hand mm-hmm. can hand pick some you can have a designated we've got people now that plant parsley and dill for the butterflies but we we on citrus uh, yeah. we, we let a few of the caterpillars on Stay on the mm-hmm. uh, on our citrus plants because they don't they aren't going to ruin the whole plant. No, and the, they don't eat a lot of leaves. Yeah, so we get the the advantage of those great big, beautiful butterflies. Right. Plus, the caterpillars are fascinating. They look like bird doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> that was Doctor Calvin Finch. Uh. <laughs> well, we used to say a stronger word, but they told mm-hmm. us we had a. Quick, yeah, you can't say that, but. Yeah. Um, see, I learn something. It's literally every time I come onto the show, I learn something new every every time I come. Good. on. I didn't realize how important you know and how valuable, and uh, and how much people are really enjoying and wanting to save the butterfly population. Um, besides monarch butterflies, and I know you got some questions, uh, Jerry, in a moment. Uh, besides monarch butterflies, what are some more of the more popular ones that you see around here in South Texas? Well, the Gulf fritillaries. They're the ones that lay their eggs on uh, on passion vine. Mm-hmm. They're easy to attract. The black swallowtails are the ones on the parsley and right. the dill. The giant swallowtails are on the citrus. Um, let's see, Jerry. Did uh, y'all ever decide what what that yeah, thing was out there? Yeah, that's a salt marsh um, moth. Oh, that that's right. why we couldn't. <laughs> but butterflies fly during the day, moths fly at night. Then their moths have some structural difference on antenna. But you, you know, we kind of concentrate on butterflies and give them all the attention. We got books. I got a pile of them there on on butterflies. But we don't have the same resources on moths. So we had this wave of, <laughs> of caterpillars moving through the nursery, and we were trying to. Figure out what they were, and uh, well, I, I swear that whenever I'm at my apartment, I leave the door open. I get every moth in, yeah. in the county coming through my door because they're all <laughs> go up to the light. Uh, to if you have if you have questions about uh, butterflies and and what is the advantage and how you can get your plants to attract more butterflies, you can call in two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, or even better, come on by the nursery, stop by, and you can ask your question on the air. Right, and if uh, there's that, uh, there's a whole row. I mean, there must be two hundred tropical milkweeds over there that uh, are available, and then there's mist flower. Uh, all of the, all of the, and all the zinnias are just lots of zinnias out there too. So, so all this, all the stuff we're talking about is available, except the porterweed. Because the the, the the demand for porterweed is so much, and it's an exotic <laughs> that uh, that uh, the uh, retail nurseries have not been able to locate a new supply yet. I'm sure they will, but um, so those of us that people 
gardeners like me that have grown to really like porterweed. And it's kind of a memorial to Paul Cox, the porterweed. Yeah. Because that was... <laughs> we made fun of him. Yes, we did. He, they were having a sale at the botanical garden, and we were calling in. And, uh, and, and uh, we got in touch with Paul, and uh, he said, Well, we've sold everything but the porterweed. I said, Paul. Do you think that might be the name that's uh, keeping people from buying that? <laughs> Porter Weed. Yeah. <laughs> I would think that might be. <laughs> but uh, it, it's caught on lately with this butterfly interest. Yeah, Jerry discovered that the reason it's so attractive to hummingbirds and butterflies is that it's nectar. The tiny little flowers are just... Yeah. Um, Concentrated. Yeah, it's one of the highest concentration. So you, if you got it, you'll see uh, hummingbirds and uh, swallowtails yeah. fighting over the, these little flowers. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of an attractive plant, a very unusual plant. It's not, it's not real showy with flowers. No, but uh, it attracts the butterflies and things that are attractive. I always, uh, when we have it, and I recommend it, and. and uh, I get a little kick out of it because a lot of gardeners look at it and kind of the same reaction Jerry and I had. Oh, yeah? That's, that's one of your favorite plants, huh? Yeah. Well, is there a, close, a nursery that's closer? Here? Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that, that's never made a Texas superstar. No. <laughs> Speaking of Texas superstar, is that gold, new gold uh, lantana over there? Uh, not lantana, uh, columbine? Gold Star. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember gold. if that was. I'm not sure that they. That it is Gold Star. Okay. We'll have to check it during the commercial, I guess. Okay. Uh, it's got a big. Got an interesting flower that uh, not necessarily uh, is, is Gold Star. But anyway. Uh, speaking of flowers, uh, Calvin's got some interesting information in today's paper, Section C. And uh, we got a picture of Metabolus Butterfly Rose uh, with the article. And that's more butterflies, more butterfly roses uh, than I've ever seen in one picture. Uh, it, it was furnished by Mike Michael Shute with the Rosenborg guy. And uh, it's a beautiful picture. shows all the different colors that, that uh, are on one plant. And then Calvin talks about uh, star jasmine. Star jasmine, butterfly rose, and pomegranate, and vinca, and zinnias are blooming now. That's the way he thought the article. And uh, last week, I didn't notice it this week, but they had a bunch of uh, jasmine uh, for sale here. Yeah, I I noticed this morning that some of them were still... Are they still still there? And the the fragrance and the blooms, I don't think I've ever noticed them that much as, as this year. 
they got a cluster. They, they got a lot of blooms together. It, it's uh, we walk up from the back. We park in the back uh, so people, customer can have the front parking lot. But uh, it used to it stop you in your tracks coming up that coming up in the back. But they are on sale this week. Are they? Yeah. Uh, they're they're big plants too. Yeah, big plants. Fast growing vine valued for its fragrant white flowers, aggressive vine that will quickly cover a trellis or arbor. Five gallon blooming regularly twenty nine ninety nine. I'll do that case. Twenty nine ninety nine. Yes. Uh, I'll usually round it off for thirty when Mel <laughs> yes, says it's thirty. Uh, on sale for twenty two eighty eight. That's a, that's a good deal. That's almost what four dollars. So yeah, and uh, so he talked about uh, jasmine being attractive to bees as a nectar source, and is not eaten in de- eaten by deer in most locations. <laughs> most. I'm just uh, uh. most locations. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, they they can they use it. Uh, even use that as a ground cover. Some people do, and yeah, uh, and they they use it as a vine. It's kind of a leaning vine, like uh, Carolina chiselmine too. It's mm-hmm. same family. All uh, right. Well, hang on to that thought. We're going to come back and talk more about um, butterflies. We're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Open lines right now. Two ten three zero eight. 8867 more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up next on 9:30 a.m. The answer Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvorty Road. Let's face it, if you're growing tomatoes, you know there's nothing better than a homegrown tomato. The only thing that comes close is bragging on that tomato to other people and maybe even winning prizes for those tomatoes. That's why a long time ago, Millburgers established the Top Tomato Contest, a friendly and fun way for gardeners to brag on their tomatoes and win some terrific prizes. This year, that Top Tomato Contest is June 8th at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road, and it all starts at 10 o'clock. It goes from 10 to noon when the judging will take place. There are three different categories, cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, and then the biggest tomato based on weight. And one tomato will be named San Antonio's Top Tomato. So for more information, go to millburgernursery.com and mark your calendars for June 8th. We're going to have lots of fun at Millburgers Top Tomato contest. It's Milton Glick for Spider-Man Pest Control. The number to call for Spider-Man, 210-656-3721. You remember that number because that's the number to call when that first mosquito bites you or you're sitting in your yard and you start to notice there are little spiders all around or you're in the house and you see a roach or an ant. Call Spider-Man, your web of protection since 1976, as soon as possible. Are you worried about termites? Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control is 
is what they're called, and they can help you with those termites. Now, here's the thing I like. Spider-Man has been helping restaurants and other businesses that rely, their business relies on good pest control since 1976. That's how I first met Spider-Man and Warren Remy. So if you're looking for a pest control company that will meet your needs and like it meets the needs of other businesses in San Antonio, then you need to call Spider-Man Pest Control, 210-656-3721, or GoSpiderManPest.com. Across America, it's snoring season. Right now, 90 million Americans make this sound every night. Snoring can be caused by breathing through your mouth when you sleep. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Thankfully, there's mute. An ingenious Australian invention that could quiet the snoring season once and for all. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that sits inside the nose, supporting your airway and keeping it open while you sleep. You'll breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. In fact, in trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both a better night's sleep. Put snoring season to bed, America. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. If you're growing tomatoes, plan to come to the Top Tomato Contest June the 8th at Millburgers. There are big prizes for cherry and small tomatoes, regular and large tomatoes, and the biggest tomato by weight. Plus, every participant will get a $10 gift certificate to be used that day at Millburgers. For more information and rules, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Best sitting in for Milton Glick. And I was here last year for the Top Tomato Contest, and that was great. I love that. Yeah, I was here. I remember... I'm, I I love the the lady who won with the cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, so I'm I'm kind of bummed that I ain't going to be here for that. In, oh in no! A, in a couple because it's on June the eighth. So your 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 boy Milton will be back. Will he I'm, be back? Yeah, unless I do something. Well, you can come out. I, oh, I'll come out. There well, you I'll go. come out. There you go. So. This is Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Bess, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Your calls are what we need. Two ten. 308-8867, 210-308-8867, or you can come on by uh, the nursery. It's, you know, it's been off and on raining, and I think it's stopped for now. People, are, there's a lot of, there are a lot of people out here, and that's what I love about the uh, 
the, the the nursery crowd, they don't care if it's raining or not. They're going to come out with right. their plants. It doesn't Even matter. Even heavy rain. So if you come on out, we're at uh, 1604 in Bulverde Road, and the nursery's open until 6 o'clock tonight. Come on by. You can also ask your question about plants or the, the butterflies that uh, we've been talking about when uh, Calvin had the uh, seminar earlier this morning. Calvin also mentioned zinnias. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Just, they, they just happen to be one of my favorite plants. He, he snuck that in on the last paragraph of his uh, of his. Call. But you notice I put vincas in there, too, just before. Yeah, the, good for you. Well, no, what's Satsuma, isn't that? What's the other favor that you have? That's oh. Zinnias. But there's another one that used to, they used to always have. Pantas? Used to be oh cyclone oh, cyclone yeah, yeah oh yeah too hot for those I, yeah now it's too it's hot for those past. that's a winter yeah, yeah. That's winter yeah. yeah zinnias are summer well Jerry's got Jerry's uh, choice in the shade is begonias and then uh, vincas in the oh, sun begonias used to be my mom's favorite yeah, yeah. speaking of mums yeah, tomorrow's Mother's Day it'd be a good idea to come on down here to Millburgers and maybe get mums some plants that's right for and, for Mother's um, Day tomorrow. And uh, if you uh, if you live in a deer area with a lot of deer in that uh, zinnia that uh, I mean uh, yeah uh, uh, vinca that Calvin mentioned and he he says on vincas that they are deer resistant. Yeah, that's vincas are one of the you know we hedge. On uh, <laughs> like the star jasmine, we hedge because there are places Some where deer eat it. Yeah. yeah, and we and of course, if we declare that they're deer proof, <laughs> we, we get we get told pretty quickly that they are not absolutely. But vinca is one of the few that I don't don't think we've received any yeah. reports that you know we've put out the call for people that have ever had vinca eaten. Are you saying vinca with a V? Yeah. V V I N C A. Some, some some people call them periwinkle too. Yeah, but there's the confusion is there's a ground cover related, uh, but we're what we're talking about is the uh, uh, annual flower that's got the uh, what pink and red and yeah all different colors yeah and so, they've got some some disease resistance. Well, guys, we got our first caller of the day. Ray's on the line from San Antonio. Ray, thank you for calling. You're on Milberger's Gardening South Texas with the Docs. How are you doing today, Ray? Great. How are you guys doing? No, we're fine. Good. Uh, Jerry, I wanted to let you know I got a heck of a crop of horse herb, horse herb going here. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, say, uh, uh, I wanted to ask Calvin, you know, I'm, I'm a... I'm a big butterfly fan myself. Uh, you know the uh, the milkweed that that has the tennis ball size old green flower on it. Does that produce a pod, so to speak? Yes, it as does. You, I think it's. I think. Are you talking about the an, antelope horn? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. It, it's got kind of. Yeah, uh, the seed is as you, you looks like animal porn. Yeah, the pod looks yeah. like an annual animal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was I was wondering about that because I remember a kid, as a kid growing up in Kentucky. You know, them things would go up the fence and we'd pull them off and of course <laughs> throw them at each other and whatnot. But uh, you know, I, it's in an obvious place right by you know my hose bib up in the front. Of, you know, and 
I've never, you know, that thing evidently is coming back from, you know, I'm assuming deep, from root. Yeah, deep roots. Go ahead. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Once they get established, they've got a really deep root. That's why the farmers have moaned and grown so many years of trying to control them as they they'll find a way to come yeah, back. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know when all my money and my daughter was going up to, to Lubbock to Texas Tech, going up along the side of the highways, I used to see them everywhere up there, but uh, that that's the only one I've got, and I'd like to you know, I'd like to, uh, you know, collect collect some seed off of it and spread it, you know, spread it through a few other areas. Um, but I've never, of course, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to it, but I've never seen a pot on it. Um, you know, so I guess I guess as far as seed, that's what I need to look for. Now, two of the flowers are evidently done, and there's one, and I haven't looked at it in a few days, there's one that's still going, and, you know, butterflies, little butterflies and bees all over it. But uh, So do I just need to wait, Calvin, for that thing to produce a pod, basically? Yeah. Is it is it by chance in the shade now? Uh, it gets morning shade, and I'm going to say it gets sun probably from 11 on. Yeah, it may be, the situation may have changed, and it's getting enough sun for sure to... To bloom, but it may not be getting enough to. But I'd suspect. Oh, that. that uh, yeah, yeah. That that explains it, Calvin. You're probably right, and I didn't even, I didn't even take that, didn't even take that into consideration. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the the butterfly weed with a little red flower. I've got got some of that going with you know by seed, and I think you said yours didn't get any flowers last year that it may this year. So I'm working on that, and. Uh, yeah, I may, you know, it, you I, know I, I would. I wouldn't be. I'd give it. I'd give it this year, of course. Well, yeah, you know, you don't want to. It's, it's kind of a rare plant now. You wouldn't want to destroy it anyway. But uh, it may. If it, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I guess. I guess it depends on the plant whether the some plants will produce a flower, but not necessarily a fruit. Uh, sure. I'm sure. Okay. They got separate flowers or not. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, now, now uh huh. Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. I was just going to uh, speculate on. The, on, the, on the, yeah, on the antelope horn, can that be propagated, or would that be too tough? No. Well, it's it's not easy uh, because because uh, wholesale nurseries and even uh, naturalists that have been trying to get the. Uh, more native milkweed available have not had an easy time. I think they do have a formula down now for each one. So if you uh-huh. would, uh, you can go, uh, go to the oh to the uh, internet and probably do antelope horn or uh, yeah. I, think, I was going to say, Kevin, before I called, I just got off the the, the uh, side of the world's worst source of information, and actually, I think it was a native plant. Society of Texas, I believe. You know, I was just kind of scanning through, and it, and it, and it even it even mentioned that it said that you know it, there's a demand, and that they're they're trying to get it. You know, they're really trying to get it going. So, uh, like I say, that's the only one I've got. And I've seen a few around. So in the fall, I'll just uh, I'll look for some seed pot. But yeah, this one never has produced a pot, and I'm assuming it's just not getting enough sun, like you said. So. 
Yeah, but there must. Yeah, they must be. If that one is there, there must be some others around. Then there's uh, there's one called uh, that species is Texana. Um, you might have more than one species there too. Oh, the okay. Okay. Good luck. All right. Keep All us right. informed, well, thanks, will you? All right. Thanks, Ray. Thank you. Really, really appreciate your call. You know what that means, guys? That means there's an open line. We're all open. Open for business. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we'll take the first caller, right? First, second, third, fourth, <laughs> as many as we can get. Less well, less of me, more of you guys and the callers. Were, you, were you listening uh, when Milton... Uh, Who? Uh, <laughs> Came up with uh, some prize. Uh, I think he was giving away the golf course. Uh, yeah, birdies, Go- birdies for charity. Oh, or yeah. the golf. Tournament. Oh yeah, that was a PGA. couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he, right? he was, for the Valero Texas. He Open. was going to take the sixth caller. Yeah, I was back at the station. I was saying we ain't getting get no sixth caller. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got a lot of listeners and uh, fewer callers. Yeah, you know what? The, and I'll give you a quick little inside radio thing. Okay. Only about 1% of your listeners will actually call in. Is that right? Yeah. Every, the 99% that listen won't. So huh. there you go. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, getting back to Calvin's article, uh, he, he, he does mention zinnias. And uh, you've got all your zinnias planted, haven't you, Calvin? Well, no, I've got, I've got uh, some... California giants and cactus and some that I've seeded. I'm waiting for them to germinate. Well, I'm waiting to get big, tall enough to put them out in the garden. But I'm getting close. Well, that that an indication of that is that they're on sale uh, figures, uh, this yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, six-inch pots regularly three ninety-nine on sale for two eighty-eight. And then they've also got. That's the that's a big six inch container, really yeah, nice one. Yeah, they've also got some nice four inchers, and they're like a buck twenty nine. Is that right? Yeah, zinnia. So you, uh, you can get some really get some really nice plants with uh, lots of blooms, uh, so you'll have instant butterfly attractors in right. your landscape. And ten for twenty five dollars. Yeah, gosh, yeah. So uh, if you want if you want a bunch of them. Uh, do you thin your zinnias and replant the? Do I, they transplant good? I, I do some, um, yeah, because they re reseed. You know the the in the old days in the cut flower garden we would uh, deadhead. Yeah. Now I don't deadhead because I like them to reseed. Okay. Or I don't deadhead as much, and plus the. Uh, Goldfinches and all the seed-eating birds love the seeds. Yeah. So, so they do. They they do receive even some of the, the zinnias. This is the second year in a row that they made it through the winter and are coming up. Right. Um, so, yeah. If you're into into butterflies, uh, the the zinnias will receive, and uh, these uh, dreamland see uh, uh, plants that we have here. They're, they reseed, and you get a, the parent material. You get oh yeah. They're not the, the taller fl- ones. The flowers are not as dense. Yeah. But you get the much taller, and you get the yeah. Uh, great, uh, a great reseeding yeah. experience. 
There's Jerry. What's that? There's our, is that Star Jasmine moving that way, I think? Oh, yeah. That was, and that guy did a great balancing act here just a little yeah. bit ago trying to get into the uneven. He got that those plants balanced. He was like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and the pinches are also on sales. So That's I get to honor uh, and Vitex. Uh, well, that that's a through. that's another butterfly plant that yeah. we don't talk about as much because right. just mine is just finally put on. You know, the leaves are on there. They're very slow to get. Yeah, it's a little late. But when it blooms, it'll it'll bloom in. See, what I, I thought it, it was. It must be June that the that the yeah. vitex bloom. And the hummingbirds will find it, and, oh, and yeah. the butterflies. But uh, anyway, the uh, like I said, if you if you want an absolute deer resistant plant, uh, you would need to go with the vincus. And uh, this year, this year, because of the cora, and that's about all we sell here, I think. Uh, the the variety of cora, which is more disease resistant, uh, you can plant them now. Now the reason we have in the past waited, tell tell people to wait till after June first, was because generally that's after the rains. Uh, Vinca doesn't like this kind of, especially the heavy rains. And because uh, it splashes the soil up, which has the uh, aerophotophora spores in it, and uh, can cause them to uh, go down, cause them to rot. So, uh, but uh, I don't, I don't know if we're at the end of the rainy season. Supposed to rain, got a certain percentage next week. Uh, I'm concerned about the rain. Because of the blue bonds, the blue bonds have set seed, and now they're ripening seed. And when that, they're kind of like garlic. When that, when that seed gets ready, in other words, the pods turn brown, and we don't get them. In other words, pull the plants up, they'll rot. They'll, 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 they'll throw their seed out. And some so some of that seed will come up, which makes people nervous. Because but the blue bonnets that come up in the spring uh, from seed will not uh, ever produce flowers, or very few will produce flowers. All right, uh, guys, we're going to take a break because Tony's going to be coming up. He's got a question after we get through the break here. So, uh, Tony, hang on, and you can also get in on the conversation, 210-308-8867, or come on down to Millburgers, 1604 and Balverde Road. The nursery's open until 6 o'clock tonight. Stay tuned. More Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Let's face it, if you're growing tomatoes, you know there's nothing better than a homegrown tomato. The only thing that comes close is bragging on that tomato to other people and maybe even winning prizes for those tomatoes. That's why a long time ago, Millburgers established the Top Tomato Contest, a friendly and fun way for gardeners to brag on their tomatoes and win some terrific prizes. This year, that Top Tomato Contest 
contest is June 8th at Millburgers at 1604 and Bullverde Road, and it all starts at 10 o'clock. It goes from 10 to noon when the judging will take place. There are three different categories, cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, and then the biggest tomato based on weight. And one tomato will be named San Antonio's Top Tomato. So for more information, go to millburgernursery.com and mark your calendars for June 8th. We're going to have lots of fun at Millburgers Top Tomato Contest. Hey, it's Milton Glick talking to you about the San Antonio Festival of Flowers. You know what? The neat thing about the Festival of Flowers, this is the 22nd annual year they've done this. And, you know, by this time, if you know when festival or what Festival of Flowers is, all you need to know is where and when. But I'm going to tell you that now, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. It's coming up May 28th from 9 to 5 at a new location, the Austin Highway Event Center. That's where it was last year. The Austin Highway Event Center between Eisenhower and Walsham. Now, admission is just $7, and you can get a dollar off coupon when you get the Millburger newsletter, but it's got a great, great parking, absolutely. Absolutely free. Kids under uh, the age of 10 are free. And you'll find all the things that you love. The great seminars to learn. The citywide plant exchange. The great vendors that are there to help you learn about all kinds of growing things. So check out SAFestivalofflowers.com. SAFestivalofflowers.com. And we'll see you on May 25th. You're a do-it-yourselfer. You fix things around the house, take care of the yard, wash your car, and on top of it all, run your own business. But wow, when it comes to digital marketing and advertising, things aren't so do-it-yourself. You need results and just aren't getting them on your own. Salem Surround will get you results. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Using every digital marketing tool possible is a necessity to compete in today's business world. But you have to know about all the options. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and, most importantly, revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at SurroundSanAntonio.com. SurroundSanAntonio.com. Connecting you with new customers. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's only two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Visit us at lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. Hello, friends in SAT. You need to call OMG. OMG Kitchen and Bath. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. And OMG's full-time creative designers and staff will make you so proud of your newly remodeled kitchen and bath. See what I mean at omgkitchenbath.com or stop in the OMG showroom on Nakoma. FYI, OMG is A-rated with the BBB and Angie's List. But call OMG ASAP, 210-535-1000. That's 210-535-1000, omgkitchenbath.com. If you're growing tomatoes, plan to come to the Top Tomato Contest June the 8th at Millburgers. There are big prizes for cherry and small tomatoes, regular and large tomatoes, and the biggest tomato by weight. Plus, every participant will get a $10 gift certificate to be used that day at Millburgers. For more information and rules, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Bess in for Milton Glick, who we mentioned earlier is is uh, being inducted in as the new president of the Milton Glick Fan Club. So that's why he's not here this weekend. But somebody that is here, always here. I've seen him running up and down about eight or nine times uh. since noon. <laughs> Trace is on the porch with us. Trace, how you doing? I'm doing great, gentlemen. And let's make sure your microphone's on. Okay. Ah, doing great. Beautiful weather. We're, uh... It's. I was saying to the guys, you know, what I love about the Millburgers uh, crew and the people that come out, it doesn't matter if it's raining or not. No, They're going to come out. Avid gardeners are going to come out, and people are coming out for Mother's Day gifts. That's right. Mother's Day is tomorrow. Yes, it is. And so we, do we have any specials on? We've got a ton of specials. In fact, the uh, plant of the weekend is on sale for, uh, oh. it's in your ad there somewhere. Uh, 1688 for Whopper begonias. And we've, oh, they're beautiful. We've talked about Whoppers for a couple years now. It's a, it's a kind of like a begonia on steroids. Yeah. So the blooms are bigger, the leaves are bigger, and we'll just call it Texas-sized. Well, there you go. And the other thing is that it's just as tough and easy to grow as the summer semper florin uh, begonia, too. Yeah. Um, you know, well, Trace and I have been kind of following it. And uh, looked to me like they all got froze back completely. Now, when I look where they were growing last year, they're they're all come sprouting up. Just is like, this what you brought up here on the porch? I, yes, very nice, very beautiful yeah. plant. So uh, we got about a hundred of them, and uh, so people can call in. We can reserve them, uh, but we thought for Mother's Day gifting. Oh yeah, it would be a perfect plant for that shade. And they got red and pink. Yes, blooms. And they're they're, they're and all of them are green foliage. There, yeah. There's a there's about a. Ten of them left that have the dark foliage. Is that right? Yeah, and then we do have smaller pots of them as well. So okay. in the smaller ones, we've got both colors, uh, leaves and in blooms. Okay. You know, I've seen a These lot of a lot of interest in that gara too. That, that that's those are uh, the, spectacular. It ones. is. I, I told them to quit quit hiding it. Put it on the front end cap, and we're we're selling it right and left. The butterflies like it. Too. Yeah. And so, what did you say? You got. Uh, I noticed we ta- I talked a lot about the uh, tropical, but you say you've got tuberosa the, the, over there. The too. first hundred of them over there towards the front are tuberosa. So we've got uh, both the native native and uh, tropical uh, milkweed uh, mist flower here, too, for the folks that are looking for butterfly plants. Um, weed is we're waiting just like every well, I got there's I got two or three. Uh, purple ones that uh, we we carried over from last year, uh-huh. not blooming yet. Okay, are they out? Out? out yeah, they're uh, somewhere where that lady in blue is, give or take a couple of feet. You uh-huh. gonna get that red one back? Uh, when I talked to the supplier, they say yes, but we don't know when. Oh, okay. That was yeah, that was so popular uh, last year too. We yeah. didn't get it back till kind of late in the year. But uh, yeah, that's hard hard to beat. That's the one thing. I got a new Vitex in that was going to be planted the weekend, but crime of doing business, we sold all of them but three. That's a good problem to have. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so well, anyway, well, there's a new Vitex. Color is it? Uh, well, it, the foliage is purple. Oh, I'll bring one up here and show you. Okay. And and you were speaking of other Mother's Day gifts. If you're like me, and my mom never trusted my taste in anything. A gift card would work good, too. You bet. We can do that. In fact, uh, we've been mailing them all week. So we've had people from other states calling in yep. and uh, sending their mother a gift card in the, right. via, via the mail. 
And the nursery is open today until 6. Correct. And it's 1604 on Balverde Road. So, yeah, perfect time to come on out. And tomorrow, too, 10 to 5. 10 to 5. You can, uh, if you live around, you can actually bring your mother out. Yeah. So you don't have to go to Walgreens or anything to get that last-minute gift. You can actually come and get get her something that she's going to love here at Millburgers. So we've had all kinds of... Uh, Mother's Day is one of those that you never know what they're going to ask for. So some ask for the traditional stuff. So we sold African violets, orchids, bromeliads. But I sold a pomegranate yesterday for, <laughs> for Mother's Day. So uh, but, uh, my, my mom, who's, who's passed, when she had a garden, the begonias were her f- absolute favorite. And a young yeah. lady that got a pepper plant this morning. All right. For, for her mother. Nice. Don't well, forget, our, we got a listener on there. Oh, no, uh, Tony, he's going to call back. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll call back here. I had a young bit. lady this morning bought a half pound of grass for her, her grandmother. Well, yeah, yeah. That's good. I hope she didn't make her grandmother plan it. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah, she, I think that's part of, the, part of the service. Yeah, is like, pick it up and plant it. All right, that's All right. a good. That's a good gift. Well, she left her granny at home as she was preparing the soil. You know, she's out yeah. there. She's hoeing, tilling it. You got some grass. I was noticing. We got a small dab of grass before the rain. Yeah, but I imagine they're going to be wet for a little while. Uh, I would imagine. It really just depends on when it stops raining and the sun comes out and the wind starts blowing. Yeah. But we do get from a couple of other farms that might dry out a little faster, so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Good. So any kind of, uh, what kind of, all all different uh, grass varieties or is anything... Uh, well, there's a few that we can't get right now. Uh, Floor Tam, Palmetto, FJ, Select. Wow. Uh, Those Z- are good ones. Zeon, I think. But the rest of them are all still uh, accessible. You, didn't you tell me that you had Emerald? I had yeah, I had a cancellation on Emerald, so oh, I sold. Uh, I think we're now down to just pieces out oh. there, so we moved through it pretty quick. Yeah, that that's a wonderful uh, grass, noisy grass. Ah, guys, uh, Tony is back on the okay. line with us. Tony, calling from San Antonio. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well, guys. I took the back road and on Babcock to avoid the freeway and backed up for some reason. So I lost you, but we're back. And do you have Any a question for, for the guys? Yeah, do you have a question? Yes, sir. I, uh, I have a Bermuda... Uh, grass that I keep real, real low, and I've noticed that I'm getting like a um, seaweed-type colored jelly thing growing on it, and I don't know what what that might be, but say again, not very appealing. A seaweed type of? Did you say jelly? Jelly type material. I don't know if it's uh, the leaves turning into something or if it's what it is, but it sure isn't uh, very nice to pick up or look at. Now, I don't know what that could be. Jelly like? No, um, unless. Well, uh, is it? Is it the I regular turf grass and all kinds of other stuff on it, or about? five weeks ago and stuff started dying like crazy and I realized I didn't have that much lawn left. Most of it's come back but uh, so has that 
that material, and I'm wondering if it's maybe a byproduct of what I put on the grass. Huh. Now you do you did you didn't have uh, the the uh, the termites that move across like the lawn and they've eaten everything in the way, and then they'll leave some kind of remnant. They'll leave trails and things. You didn't see any insects at all. Oh, you know, this is San Antonio, so there are. I've seen insects that I've never seen before. I'm from El Paso, Texas, so it's all we see over there is lizards and ants, horny toads, and things. <laughs> Bugs can't live out there. <laughs> no, not here. Oh my goodness, it's it's crazy. Gee. But uh, yeah. but this thing on the lawn, it's. I'm wondering if it's just leaves that are being broken down and turning into, uh, but usually they turn black, right? Not green. Huh. Now, the one, one thing we're getting a lot of calls on are, uh, oh, things like uh, the winter grass grasses are declining and turning a seaweed color, and but I haven't heard anything of. About the jelly kind of. <laughs> it's in. Is it? Is it in the shade? Is it in the shade? Oh no! It's actually right by, right by the street area, and, it, and it's it's been moving. So I've I've removed it, and then I'll find it in another spot, and then I'll and I'll take it off, and it's just laying on top. It's not the, well. And actually, no, it's on the dirt, and the in the bare spots, actually. And it it popped it came up or showed up uh, after the rain started, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I, I I bet that's just something uh, in the soil, and as soon as the soil dries out a little bit, I think that'll dry up. Well, I don't think I, I don't so. I don't think I don't think you need to spray it or anything. Okay, good. Just uh, let it go and just keep kind of. It yeah, up. yeah. Hey, keep us keep us informed. Has your grass has your grass greened up yet? You Bermuda? It, it's greened up a lot. I don't know if it's just because it's rained every day since the day I got here. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a, it's a new lawn, huh? No, it, it was actually uh, well, it's a new lawn now because I thought I had a lawn and then I put the grass killer. I mean, weed killer on there and uh, it killed everything and uh, left very little grass except for the uh, actually a turf Bermuda there was a little bit that was left but apparently there was enough root system that it all came back up again yeah Bermuda uh, Bermuda will do that yeah I was pleasantly surprised I I thought I had made a mistake by, by putting that stuff on but what it did I guess it killed every other type of grass pretty much except for Right, right. Uh, yeah. They, uh, what did you use? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I think it was Scott, and it was um, I don't remember the exact brand, but you're supposed to. It's a three part system. One's parts for the summertime, one's for the fall, oh. and then there's another bag for, uh, I guess, the, the spring. Okay, well, we've done that. Uh, uh, so you haven't fertilized yet? Well, I thought it was a fertilizer, too. I'm not sure. Oh, pretty, okay. Pretty sparse and 
in a lot of areas because I cut it so so low. I I want to make it almost like golf course grass. Yeah. So it's soft on the feet, and I keep it really really low, and uh, it's starting to work. Just taking a little while because of, I guess it's not getting in very much sun. So if you that that's the way to do it if you like uh, jelly rather than short grass <laughs> <laughs> or jam. Hey Tony, thank yeah. you very much for your call. We've, yeah, we've keep, got to keep us informed, yeah, Tony. Please. Will you call anytime? I'll let you know. Thanks. All right, thanks, Tony. So uh, first hour is almost in the books. Tracy, you want to hang out for a little bit while we go to the news? Tracy's going to be here on the porch. Of course, the docs are going to be here. I'm going to be here. The only person that's not here, Milton. Oh, but he'll be back it's next weekend. And we'll we'll talk more about the um, the seminar that uh, Calvin had earlier today. And it's you're going to do another hour after the show too out here at the nursery, correct? Yes, yes. So he'll do that, and we'll find out more about coming on down to the nursery. It's Mother's Day weekend, a great opportunity to bring mom or grandma down here and have her pick out some of her favorite plants. Uh, the nursery is open until six o'clock today. And uh, open again tomorrow at 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can uh, call and find out more about what's going well, on. Well, she'd rather go to the tavern than well, you, she can she, go after. you can just get her, get her a gift certificate. <laughs> well, that's true, but she can go afterwards. Drop too. her at the tavern, go to get the gift certificate, uh, and then go back and buy her drinks. There that's, you go. Oh, that's true. But then That's she, a Minnesota, Canada thing. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's true. I didn't think they did that. Down uh. there. So it was just like, yeah, that's, that's, a, uh, that's a tradition. You drop mom off at the, at the bar or the pub, and you go get her what she wants for Mother's Day, and hopefully she'll remember who you are when you get back to the bar. So we've got uh, Tracy's going to come back. I, that was uh, that was by the way that was Calvin's idea to say that he started it. So I was usually I'm blaming Jerry, but today I'm blaming Calvin. There you go. Let's blame Milton. Yeah, okay. there you go, Trace. We're blaming Milton for anything that happens to Well, we know it wouldn't be Milton because you would have to buy some drinks. That's right. <laughs> oh, Milton, I hope you're enjoying your presidency of your fan club there today. All right. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. We're coming back here for a second hour. The number again, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And uh, you can come on down to the nursery at 1604 and Balverde Road. It may be a little rainy, but not too bad. we got more Millburgers Gardening, South Texas coming up after this on 930 a.m. The answer. Breaking news. Stimulating talk. This is 930 AM. The answer. Service of Salem Media Group. KLUP. Terrell Hills. San Antonio. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The House Ways and Means Committee has issued a subpoena for President Trump's tax return. In an escalation of the ongoing battles between Democrats and the president, Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal has subpoenaed Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick for six years' worth of the president's returns. Mnuchin earlier this week rejected the request. The top Republican on the committee, Kevin Brady, earlier said that such a subpoena would be an abuse of the committee's oversight powers. That's Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. Parents in Washington state will no longer be able to claim a personal or philosophical exemption for their children from receiving the combined measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine before attending a daycare center or school. Under a new measure that was signed on Friday by Governor Jay Inslee, Washington state parent Carrie Palomo disagrees with that new law. We don't have anybody that uh, has come to our aid to help us. 
And so um, further vaccinating our children who have been injured by this, um, by vaccines, is only going to take a further toll on our family. The state saw more than 70 cases of measles this year. What's the dream team for Democrats hoping to beat President Trump in 2020? Here's correspondent Rita Foley. At a gathering of Republicans in Las Vegas, two of President Trump's 2016 campaign members say the Democrat who would present the toughest challenge for him in 2020 is Joe Biden, though they disagree on whether he can win the party's nomination. Former Trump campaign advisor David Bossie thinks he can. But President Trump's old campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, predicts Bernie Sanders will win the nomination. What would the Democrats' dream team be? Former Republican Congressman Darrell Issa of California suggests Bernie Sanders and Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. And that is correspondent Rita Foley reporting more on these stories at townhall.com. 9.30 a.m. Everyone. The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back. Our number two of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Best, filling in for Milton Glick, which isn't the easiest job in the world, but I'm uh, getting a hang of it after about four or five times of doing this. There you go. If you're looking at your radio right now from left to right, we've got Dr. Jerry Parsons. We've got Trace from here at Millburgers. Me, Dr. Calvin Finch. That's all you really need to know. There you go. We're, we're all sitting here. It's it's kind of like one of those. You know what's funny? Every time I've been out here to do the show, it's either been rainy or cold. So are you saying you shouldn't come out anymore? Uh. Well, no, because <laughs> the people still come out. Yeah. So And then and, and there's only one person here who, uh, or, and he's not here that doesn't like the cold. So. Yeah. So if you'd like to get on, on board here, we've got all open lines, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We'll talk more about the uh, butterfly. I'm, I'm calling it a seminar, but it wasn't really a seminar by Calvin uh, this morning. That'll continue this afternoon. But before uh, we let Trace get back to, uh, to to work, we were talking about some of the specials going on. Mother's Day is tomorrow. Great opportunity to come on down here. Pick out some nice plants for mom, gift gift certificates. Oh, what else do we got uh, that's on sale? Oh, there's all kinds of stuff on sale. Pintas, that makes a good one. Yeah. Uh, we've got these Whopper begonias, uh, plant of the weekend for sixteen eighty eight. They're spectacular. We've got some mixed pots. Uh, you know, everybody always likes to yeah, give uh, color, the, color, the garden color bowls. Bowl, bowl. How, much, how much are those, Jerry? They're uh, worth sixteen ninety nine. Uh huh. And now they're on sale for twelve eighty eight. And he, he actually said eighty eight. And they're I'm pretty. Surprised. Uh, we've got some tropical hibiscus on special. We've got some kufia. Uh, while we're on hibiscus, we did get in some mallow hibiscus this past week. Good. So uh, those are starting to show up. The, the, uh, do you know what kind? Well, I ordered like six or seven varieties and only three showed up, so I can't remember which three showed up. Okay. Um, but I can check that out. Okay. Then we got the Vitex, the regular Vitex on sale. That's a good Texas-proven... A uh, small tree or, or shrub if you want to Butter- cut it back like Jerry does. Yeah, butterfly plant. Um, 
You mentioned pentas. Yep. We mentioned zinnias. We got zinnias, and those are nice. They're they're an inexpensive six-inch pot that you can bring the kids out so that they can all give something to their mother that's spectacular and uh, reasonably priced. I think those are two eighty-eight. And there's, I was thinking you had some four-inch out there that look really nice too. There's a there's a handful of four-inch, but twenty-nine. I think those six-inch pots are super special at two eighty-eight. Yeah, they're they're nice plants. Great butterfly plants. And you got Mexican heather too. We do. And they are. I don't believe that picture is Mexican heather. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it is. But a lot a lot of people, uh, a lot of people use Mexican heather because it's got those tiny uh, lavender flowers. That's really pretty. Um, and they, they they I think they do well in the pretty in. Uh, Pretty well in the shade. Yeah, semi shade all the way to full sun. Yeah, uh, ideal in uh, morning sun. Uh, every time I see Mexican heather, I think of uh, Mr. George Wetzler. Uh, he he told me one time. He said, "You ought to promote Mexican heather." I said, uh, yeah, "Can't you sell them? Are they not selling?" He said, "Oh yeah, we sell every one we can get." I said. So I don't need to promote <laughs> Back and forth with Mr. Wetzler. And the herb people, you got the herbs on sale. We do. Uh, Buck 88, I believe. And there's yeah. a really good selection out there. Rosemaries, lavenders, a couple different kinds of basils, four or five different types of oregano, four or five different types of thyme. Sage. Yeah. Sage, yes. Um, and you different got parsleys. Drift roses. That's a good deal. And knockout roses. That's we a talked good deal. About the, and we start, talked about uh, star jasmine. Mm-hmm. And for Mother's Day, something that will keep on giving all through the summer is bougainvillea hanging basket. That's right. Spectacular color all summer long. And that's yeah, it. Is that those hanging up there? There's some hanging there, and there's some more in the parking lot. And that, there's, there's some bigger ones because I saw them going yeah, up. There's uh, some, oh, some right. Juanita Hattons in the parking lot. All right. And that's that one. That's one that bloomed quite a bit. The, the one you're looking at there, that's a that's a ruby, and that's a patented from the same growing operation that had the this Vitek. Is that right? Yeah, he's the only one with that color. Yeah, they're pretty, and uh, they'll uh, they're in bloom now, and they'll uh, you put them in a, sun, a sunny location, and they're bloom on the patio or something. They bloom all summer long. Yeah, and then go to they're kind of a a different uh, cultural. So you go to plantanswers.com. You know, we talk about letting them dry out before yeah. you water them. And uh, um, well, they, they they do use fertilizer, but full sun. That's one of the plants that really needs full sun. Right. But uh, yeah, they're they're hard to beat for a. Patio, hot patio in San Antonio. You put them in the shade and they won't bloom. So I brought one of those Vitex up here for y'all to see. Yeah, that's pretty. That's and, uh, uh, interesting. Purple on the bottom yeah, of the leaves. That's striking. The, and the, the bloom is purple instead of uh, the bluish purple. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, the bloom is almost insignificant compared to the color in the leaf. It's just fascinating to me, the color. That's no yeah. pun intended because it's called fascination. <laughs> All right, good name. So uh, that's very eye-catching. That's for sure. 
Yeah, and, and it doesn't get real tall like the regular See, bus. When I Googled it, it was six to eight feet. So uh, there you go. I think it'll be a, a great uh, maybe subs- a border plant. Yeah, could be deciduous deciduous border plant. Does it like bush out or just go up? Well, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, depending on how you how uh, you cut it, it'll, it'll get bushier. Yeah, well, you said, yeah. see that one's bushy, yeah. but it could get fuller. Like it'll be fuller sure. yeah. you, if you cut on it uh, after it's finished. Once it starts leafing out, you can promote some wider branching. But if you do it too long, then you won't get the bloom. Now, will the color get like more intense, more deep? I can, or will I can it... only hope. This is the first time in, and <laughs> oh, we're, okay. and we're uh, it's an experiment. Because it, it, it looks like beautiful, but I would just imagine if that color comes out a little bit deeper, that's going to be a real... Generally, whenever point. I see something on an availability that I haven't gotten before or seen, I, I always try a couple just to see, uh, see what it looks like. It could be a great plant, and I think this one's going to be. Out of, out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. They're good growers down there. 210-308-8867. we got open lines right now. 210-308-8867. So Calvin says in his, in his, in his digging now that it's time to fertilize the lawn. Grass. So I have a question for Calvin about fertilizing the lawn. If, we put, if I put out fertilizer last week... Did it wash away in these heavy rains? In most cases, no. That's and, right. Yeah, if you were on a, I suppose if you were on a hillside with no turf, of course, why would you be <laughs> fertilizing? But there you go. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be washed away. It got ro- got washed in. Yeah, or rained perfect. in. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. What half inch, three tenths of inch, uh, a couple days in a row. Uh, so, no, that just that's just what the doctor prescribed in terms of. Uh, Making your fertilization more efficient. My St. Augustine in the front yard is uh, taking off. Needing mowing. Oh, yes. I That's haven't good. mowed it yet. Yeah. Uh, the true grass. Uh, we've mowed uh-huh. weeds before, but uh, it's it's really grown and it's right. Huh. My uh, take off. My uh, horse herb is really. No. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, taking off too. It's interesting on that horse herb. Uh, it's popping up. It only pops up where the grass is thin. In other words, where you have either no grass or the grass is thinned out. And uh, I told I told, I told, told you I think last week I was noticing those uh, uh, carrot what we call carrot yeah. carrot weed beggar lice beggar lice yeah. And uh, they were in my front yard where the grass is thick. But they were only along the edges of the sidewalks and the driveway where the grass thinned out. And that's where the horse herb is showing mm-hmm. up, too. Well, that's that's a typical. I mean, we should, we can expect that all, all the time. If, you, if you've got an area that you can't put, get a thick grass to grow... Or you decide not to because you're not willing to put the resources into it. Yeah. Then you can expect the weeds. So that's why that's why it's pretty easy to declare horse herb and <laughs> rescue grass as a, a sustainable yeah. uh, winter lawn. And right off the edge of my patio, back patio, uh, the horse herb is thick 
right along there. But as you get into the deeper grass, no horse. Uh, yeah. You know, I I find it. Uh, I don't even think of it as uh, horse herb. But it's a <laughs> it's a weed in the uh, cut flower garden and in the vegetable garden, especially. You know, like if I uh, section of the garden that I I don't work. Uh, you know, for a month or six weeks or something, then there's, a, there's that horse herb and a really thick, oh, yeah. serious weed. Um, so and it looks good after you mow it too. Yeah, that that's one of the things about it. It, it does respond well to mowing. Now we've got it in our uh, certified butterfly garden here because it's, did you plant it or did it? Yeah, we planted jump in it. There? We planted it, but it has we planted a patch, a little patch of horse herb mm. and a little patch of. Uh, um, oh, the one with white flowers. Um, Vinca? Not no, Vinca. No, the little uh, little weed-like. Uh, um, oh, yeah, the wildflower? Yeah. Kind. And, of course, the, the horse herb is now about seven, <laughs> seven times larger. And oh, we, yeah. We can't it's, see It's the, well adapted to this area. Yeah, we can't, we can't see any of the other, uh, which is another butterfly desirable Small weed. <laughs> hey, we, we got um, Alicia on the line. Alicia's calling in from San Antonio. And uh, Alicia, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. I have a question. I wanted to plant some large trees, or at least they're large for me. Uh, trees are like in a 95-gallon uh, containers, and I started looking at them so I could plant them in the fall. But I was told that I can actually plant trees anytime if they're in the containers. I just wanted to get clarification because I thought the fall was really the best and only time to do it—the fall and early winter. What uh, What are you planting? I'm sorry. I was looking at red oak. I wanted to plant some oak trees, some red oak trees. Okay. I, I think, uh, I think fall, fall and winter, like you say, is probably the best. But you really, I, I think you, you can have, uh, if you're careful, you can have almost a hundred percent success with containers. Oh yeah, if you're growing them in container. Now, you know, you you would, uh, if you had your choice, you might do the fall. But uh, I wouldn't hesitate to plant a, a good container plant now. Yeah, if you take care of them through through the summer. Uh, the sooner the better. Now, uh, are you growing the trees, or you just want to get one from a nursery? I wanted to get. I was going to buy them from a nursery, so I can have the uh, so we can plant them. Okay. I I, you, uh, I have an acreage, and there's not enough. There's not really trees, so that's why I was looking uh, at, and I was looking at the red oak just to give me that fall-like feeling since we lived in the East Coast. With the right. leaves turning red, and right. I just thought that would be pretty cool. But I just wanted to be successful because they're, you know, they're like five, six hundred bucks. So I just want to yeah, make sure that right. I'm, you know, my money is my. There's that's a lot of dinners for me. <laughs> so I just want to make sure. <laughs> get that, get uh, the get the smallest plant that you can get, five gallon probably, if they got them, and buy it from a. Uh, 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 mom and pop nursery. In other words, don't get it from the big box stores because okay. they 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 use uh, red oaks that are adapted to this 
uh, soil take they use Texas red oaks. The the small store. The, and and yeah. yeah, and the the big box stores use uh, uh, eastern red oaks, which which will grow which grow faster, but are very susceptible to iron chlorosis or yellowing, and don't do well here. In the summer. And how long does it take them to start growing? Oh, immediately. If you, if you plant them, you know, dig the hole, plant them, you know, within, if, they, if they're in good shape in a container, within weeks, they'll oh, start, yeah. Yeah, they'll oh, start cool. putting new foliage on. Do you Not, guys, you know, uh, no burgers, I know you're at 1604 and Verde. So, do you guys have a red oak? Lots of them. Oh, yeah. yeah come All on right. by. The nursery's All open right. until 6 tonight. All right. Texas red oak. Well, I will go to more. Are you guys open on Sundays or no? Yeah, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Excellent. I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you so much. And all come right. on by. If it, we'll be on the air at noon. Come on by, and you can say hi, and we can talk in person. Yeah, 1604 oh, and Boulevardy. 1604 and Thank you Thanks. so much. Thank, Thank you, Alicia. You Thank you for Thank calling. You. Have Goodbye. a great day. And with that, we have another open line. Can I? Uh, I remember. Well, I didn't remember Roger from the Milberger staff, but reminded me that that name of that little horse herb type plant was frog fruit. I, I, frog I, I fruit? just thought of that a while ago. Did I you say if frog that's fruit? Frog fruit. Yeah, it's a, it's just like but it's another it's another one that has is unique in terms of its good nectar source. Also, there is a species, at least one species of butterfly that prefers to lay its eggs on there. So uh, that's that's part of the certified butterfly garden here. Speaking of the certified butterfly garden, when we come back from break, we'll get a little bit more into what happened earlier this morning. And to remind people that if you come on down to Millburgers, we'll have part two with uh, Calvin in the Butterfly Garden at starting right after we get off the air at 2 o'clock today. So stay tuned. Open lines again at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're over here at Millburger 1604 and Balverde Road, as I mentioned. Nursery's open until 5 today, open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., or open till 6 tonight, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. tomorrow. Come on by for your Mother's Day gift ideas at Millburgers, 1604 and Valverde Road. We'll be back in just a few minutes on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Let's face it, if you're growing tomatoes, you know there's nothing better than a homegrown tomato. The only thing that comes close is bragging on that tomato to other people and maybe even winning prizes for those tomatoes. That's why a long time ago, Millburgers established the Top Tomato Contest, a friendly and fun way for gardeners to brag on their tomatoes and win some terrific prizes. This year, that Top Tomato Contest is June 8th at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road, and it all starts at 10 o'clock. It goes from 10 to noon when the judging will take place. There are three different categories, cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, and then the biggest tomato based on weight. And one tomato will be named San Antonio's Top Tomato. So for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and mark your calendars for June 8th. We're going to have lots of fun at Millburgers Top Tomato 
contest. Hi, this is Barry Hagendorf with Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147. For 23 years, I specialize in sealing all types of weathered decks and patios, also creating the outside room, a combination of custom-built wooden decks and arbors, flagstone patios, outside kitchens, outside fireplaces, and water features, hence the outside room. Look out your window. Do you see a prematurely weathered gray deck? I'll clean and seal it with the best wood preservatives to a natural cedar tone. It really can look new again. Do you have a pebble stone patio driveway or pool deck? I have a process that seals and polishes the rock to a golden wet look. Or maybe you have a flagstone pool deck or patio. I clean to the natural color and seal out water, stopping chipping and flaking. Call 822-9147. I'd like to personally create your outside room or show you how to make your deck, fence, flagstone, or pebble stone look better than new. Call Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. I'm in the yellow pages, 822-9147. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedmap.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now, here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Former Vice President Joe Biden is attempting to portray President Trump as a racist and unfit for office. The president should counterattack in two ways. First, he should go into cities with large African-American populations and invite on stage black adults and teens who have jobs they didn't have until his administration. Then he should promote school choice for black children trapped in failed government schools, something he promised to do during the 2016 campaign. Not only will these two approaches have the potential for breaking the hold Democrats have had on black voters, it would show real results and force the left to try and deny the job successes, as well as tell kids they won't allow them to get a decent education. As Daniel Henniger recently wrote in the Wall Street Journal, quote, Three NAACP chapters in California just broke ranks with Biden's Teachers Union Party by filing resolutions of support for charter schools. This could be a winning issue for the president, and he should latch on to it. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. If you're growing tomatoes, plan to come to the Top Tomato Contest June the 8th at Millburgers. There are big prizes for cherry and small tomatoes, regular and large tomatoes, and the biggest tomato by weight. Plus, every participant will get a $10 gift certificate to be used that day at Millburgers. For more information and rules, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Best, sitting in for Milton Glick. I'm looking forward to the Top Tomato Contest on June the 8th. I'm going to come out here. I'm going to come out here, and I'm because I, I really enjoyed it last year. There were some beautiful tomatoes that were grown in some of the winters. Um, oh, yeah. So that's June the 8th here at Millburgers. Of course, we'll be telling you more and more about it as we get uh, closer. 210-308-8867. That's the uh, number to call. we got open lines right now. 210 210- 
308-8867. And earlier today, Dr. Calvin Finch was um, doing a seminar at the Butterfly Gardens here in uh, at Millburgers, and it was kind of like a question and answer session, and people asking what's some of the best plants to uh, have to attract the butterflies. Yeah, and they, uh, of course, they're all available here at Millburgers, and there's a certified butterfly garden there that shows how you can arrange the plants, have it attractive, and uh, bring in the butterflies. And then the uh, hummingbirds were really accommodating. They were, no, you know, they were, they? yeah, they were flying in all over. Uh, there's at least one uh, of those uh, salt marsh caterpillars are there, and uh, oh, right, yeah, two types of uh, of the uh, tuberosa milkweed and the uh, tropical milkweed that are growing in the garden. But uh, we're going to do another hour of it uh, after the show from two to three. So anybody that has questions or uh, has some photos on their phone, they want to bring them in and. Uh, uh, talk about them will will be available and plus we can point out top plants uh the zinnias the vinca are here plumbago lantana several different kinds of salvia and then mist flower of course and uh, the milkweed pentas all all the flowers you plants you need for uh, for the uh, nectar for your butterfly garden in your yard, and uh, and for their nest, for their laying their eggs too. And the zinnias and the pentas are on sale. That's right. So come on out here. If you're not already out here, or maybe heading out here to Millburgers, uh, 1604 and Bulverde Road. Come on out here. Right after the show at two o'clock, Calvin will continue at the uh, Certified Butterfly Garden. But right now we've got Andy on the phone. Andy's from San Antonio. Andy, thank you for calling Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How can we help you this afternoon? Well, a question, um, and I'll give you a little background. Uh, I'm from up north. I've been here a long, long time. But uh, we used to eat a lot of dandelion. Okay? And um, I picked a few of them here and eat them. And actually, years and years ago, I called the gardening show manual for us. Acted like uh, they're too tough, they're too tough. Have any of you ever actually cultivated and grown dandelions on purpose? Not me. Uh, Not on purpose. <laughs> they don't seem to uh, do as well in our alkaline soils oh, as, 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 as they do in uh, East Texas or Tennessee. We we had a bunch of them in Tennessee, Minnesota. Yeah, when I was up in uh, Kansas too. In fact, uh, they used uh, they had a herbicide that that we put on for the it was a weed and feed and uh, for the bluegrass. I had bluegrass and uh, okay. that would kill the dandelions and not you know fertilize the uh, others. I was trying to re- I, re- I remember one time I at least once I've had dandelion, but I can't remember. It must not have been uh, a striking taste. <laughs> I don't remember it being bitter. I don't remember it being, you know. I had uh, chard just last night, and, uh, you know, I kind of suspect the dandelions were in that same league, a pretty pretty tame green. Yeah, the, but they uh, they are edible. Uh, every piece of them are edible. Delicious. But, but I never have... Uh, 
okay. encountered somebody wanting to grow them, or I don't know. I guess you could have, order dandelion seeds. I might so, try that. Try that, and maybe try to uh, uh, make the soil a little more acidic. Maybe just in like a pot up there, a big pot, you know, a trench pot. Or yeah. Something. Uh, do do uh, you eat them just as greens, or how do you eat, how, eat them? Uh, as, when I was growing up, we my grandmother we would walk along the pavement to pick there the you cracks, and we would she'd take them home, wash them, and we'd eat them raw. I mean, just in the salad. Yeah, eat them as greens, right? That's sir, delicious. Huh. What what part of the country are you from, sir? Uh, Philadelphia suburbs, actually. Okay. Pennsylvania. Okay. But I've been here forever. I've been here since 64. But, you know, yeah. I love them and I miss them. Well, I, I, I recall like, growing up in Canada, dandelions all over the place, but I don't ever remember anybody that I knew that ate yeah. dandelions. Well, I will. I, t- I will tell you this: the the dandelions you grow down here in Texas will not be as good as the ones you and your grandmother picked uh, years ago. Is this a uh, social comment or? A- uh, yeah, I was just <laughs> from the editorial well, of Dr. Uh, Jerry Parsons. <laughs> and and it's funny because uh, tomatoes the same thing. Uh, you know, those tomato or peaches that you back then. All right, sounds good. Let us know if you're successful. I want to give you one more quick comment on the same subject. Okay. Uh, Eighth grade in the 50s, our science teacher, I distinctly remember him saying that uh, they were driving along and he stopped and they stole dandelion wine. Dandelion wine while on the road. I guess some people had a crock pot. He says they drank it. And the next day, they looked. At, they thought that there were. Um, God, they thought that they were that there was raisins in the wine. But when they looked, <laughs> but they raisins? found out. They found out the next morning, because people people actually make dandelion wine up there. They found out the next morning that it was bees that they were eating. That it was what? Bees. 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 bees? Honeybees, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding! Wow. Uh, I mean, That'll I teach you. That, uh, you know, that, I've never heard of dandelion wine. Oh, haven't you? Are you yeah. Serious? Really? I've I, heard people talk about it, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's something I didn't really. Dandelion. I don't think that's going to be in the shelves of a liquor yeah. store anytime well, soon. Well, we'll have to confer with da- David Rodriguez. He's yeah. our expert on brewing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Andy. Thanks a lot for your call. Talk to you later, Andy. Bye-bye. Thanks, Andy. 210-308-8867. we got open lines right now. 210-308-8867. We've got a, uh, on the 25th, we've got a design school with the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. Yeah, they sent me a reminder. It's in the, uh, it's at uh, the, oh gosh, Fair Oaks Ranch. Uh, What day is that? That's on the 20th, Saturday May 25th, and it's from uh, 8.30, you can register at 9 o'clock, the program starts. I think it runs till uh, 3 p.m., and it's $30 registration, $50 for uh, two folks from the same uh, family, 
and uh, it's uh, the usual structure, four different speakers, three full-color handouts, and then they offer that uh, individual uh, counseling. That's uh, one of the highlights of the of the program, and this is going to be at the uh, Fair Oaks Ranch City Hall, and that's at 7286 Deets Elkhorn Road. Deets Elkhorn Road. If you want more information, go to the uh, uh, Gardening Volunteers uh, website, www.gardeningvolunteers, and then you can get to the dot org. Center, dot org or com. Dot org. Dot org. And then you'll go to the design school. Right, right. So that's uh, that's the 25th. Great program. Uh, a lot of people have benefited. A couple of two weeks from today, right? Yeah. One, two, yeah, two weeks from today. Is that right? Yep. It's also okay. two weeks from today. Festival, Festival of, flowers. of Flowers. Also two weeks from today is my daughter's 22nd birthday. Also two weeks from, from today. today we'll there, we're, we're having a free kids class over here at Millburgers. Honeybees for kids. Honeybees for kids. And they actually say on there, don't worry, no one will get stung. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've, I've heard actually, that. Actually, I, I grew up on the, on the farm I grew up on. We um, had a deal with a honeymaker that we would have hives on our All right. On, so we got free honey for like our entire time, my entire life. All right. And I, the bees never bothered me. It was like, you know, we just were, they were always around. So what were the bees working? Huh? What were the bees working? In other words, why did they put them on your farm? What product? I'm just because it, they were just asking farmers around the area, would you put hives in your farm on, on your farm just so that, you know? And we said, yeah, sure, for free honey, I <laughs> will do anything. So they were just they were just uh, like we had a huge, huge, huge pr- then they, uh, property. They, they just use them as a, a reserve area, and then if they got them a lease or, or something, you just pull them. Yeah, they have them there, available there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. But anyway, they're having a class, and uh, you, 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 parents can take pictures of their children wearing a beach suit, a bee suit, and hive tube. Nice. Well, I will get. I will get. You should get a picture taken like that. He'll be at festival. Of <laughs> He'll be at festival of flowers. <laughs> uh, but you know, the, I think you know the the. I think because I grew up around bees all my life. I think they're very misunderstood. You know, if you just leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Yeah. You know, pretty much don't freak out. You know, if, if bees come around, don't freak I, out. Have, just, you, have you ever lectured Milton on that? On, on, on the just... Uh, yeah, just ignore the bees. Yeah, he, he can't, though. <laughs> he can't. I, I never... I, I don't just ignore it. run that like, fast. You know, it's like, just ignore it. If you ignore them, they'll go away. And don't hit them. No, don't hit them. Don't hit them because that's going to make them mad. <laughs> and you don't want to do that. Well, you usually get stung when you accidentally yeah. squeeze them. Squeeze like, them or something. You know, yeah. Just let them do their thing. Make the honey pollinate and all that kind of stuff. Just let them do their thing. There you go. And that's my commentary. And so. don't run don't run a lawnmower or near their hive. Yeah, that wouldn't be a good idea <laughs> either. Well, you remember bumblebees? Did you have those in? Oh, in, Yeah. And they would nest in the ground. Yeah, there is if you want. If you really want to get, um, don't get the mower near there. Cause yeah, because they, they can sting multiple times. Yeah, honeybee. Or, and or they, yeah, you know, it's just like, like they're in a row. They're out there after you, and you can hopefully you can run really fast, far away. <laughs> they can follow you, Calvin. Uh They can. That's right. Where where we used to encounter them there in Tennessee, be 
shredding brush or bush bush hogging yeah high mm-hmm. weeds or something and uh, we've had people leave a tractor you know be bush hogging and bush hog over one of those uh bumblebee uh hives mm-hmm. or places in the new ground and they'll they'll run you off of a tractor yeah well if you uh, have ever seen i mean you got to be a pretty disciplined tough person when they're hitting you to keep to drive the tra- tractor straight and oh yeah I, I, yeah i haven't seen that too often either <laughs> no it's just the old it's they're swarm there's a bunch of them they're going to be upset about something just don't upset them the honeybees right yeah um let's you know what guys let's uh let's take a break real quick here and then we can come back with the uh last part of this afternoon's show we're out here at millburgers 1604 and bulverde road the nursery is open until 6 today, uh, 10 to 5 tomorrow. Calvin's going to be doing the remainder of the um, butterfly talk here at 2 o'clock, 2 to 3. Come on down, 1604 and Balverde Road. And uh, we still got some time for some calls, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The home stretch of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up next. On 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Let's face it, if you're growing tomatoes, you know there's nothing better than a homegrown tomato. The only thing that comes close is bragging on that tomato to other people and maybe even winning prizes for those tomatoes. That's why a long time ago, Millburgers established the Top Tomato Contest, a friendly and fun way for gardeners to brag on their tomatoes and win some terrific prizes. This year, that Top Tomato Contest is June 8th at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. And it all starts at 10 o'clock. It goes from 10 to noon when the judging will take place. There are three different categories, cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, and then the biggest tomato based on weight. And one tomato will be named San Antonio's Top Tomato. So for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and mark your calendars for June 8th. We're going to have lots of fun at Millburger's Top Tomato Contest. Hey, it's Milton Glick talking to you about the San Antonio Festival of Flowers. You know what? The neat thing about the Festival of Flowers, this is the 22nd annual year they've done this. And, you know, by this time, if you know when festival or what Festival of Flowers is, all you need to know is where and when. But I'm going to tell you that now, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. It's coming up May 28th from 9 to 5 at a new location, the Austin Highway Events Center. That's where it was last year. The Austin Highway Events Center between Eisenhower and Walsham. Now, admission is just $7, and you can get a dollar off coupon when you get the Millburger newsletter, but it's got a great, great parking, absolutely. Absolutely free. Kids under uh, the age of 10 are free. And you'll find all the things that you love. The great seminars to learn. The citywide plant exchange. The great vendors that are there to learn, help you learn about all kinds of growing things. So check out SAFestivalofflowers.com. SAFestivalofflowers.com. And we'll see you on May 25th. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. 
Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line are you looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio? Then I recommend you go see the professionals at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Owned and operated by proud American veterans, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is dedicated to professionalism and your privacy. They order their coins and bullion direct from the trading floor, so you know you're getting the most up-to-date pricing possible when you buy. And when it's time to sell your gold or silver items, they pay top dollar. They also accept and sell Bitcoin. Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text the owners, Tony Arterburn and his wife, Melissa, today. Call 888-667-1836 or just go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. If you're growing tomatoes, plan to come to the Top Tomato Contest June the 8th at Millburgers. There are big prizes for cherry and small tomatoes, regular and large tomatoes, and the biggest tomato by weight. Plus, every participant will get a $10 gift certificate to be used that day at Millburgers. For more information and rules, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Bess, in for Milton Glick, who's got the weekend off. Along with me, left to right on your radio, is Dr. Jerry Parsons. And to my right is Dr. Calvin Finch. And a lot of great stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. We just were talking about the Festival of Flowers is yeah. on the 25th. You guys are going to be uh, some of the main speakers at that. We'll be doing the show from down at right. the, um, um, it's the uh, Austin Los- Highway Event Center. Right. So you guys are going to be down there, and hopefully Milton's not going to be one of the speakers, is he? No, I don't okay, think so. Okay, good. Just keep him away from that microphone. Keep him on he, this he'll one. Be worried, he'll be worried and uh, setting up the radio. Yeah, okay. Let's make sure he does that. So that's um, on the 25th. we got a lot of great things. You heard us talk about the uh, Top Tomato Contest. That's June 8th here at Millburgers. A lot of great things coming up, and we've still got a little bit of time left in the show. If you want to call in and ask your questions of the docs, 210 308-8867 210-308-8867 Don't forget, tomorrow's Mother's Day Come on down to Millburgers at 1604 Balverde Road Can uh, Get mom some nice plants Or maybe just get her a gift card or two And she can come on down here and get her own stuff Yeah, don't Just come down and look at those begonias Yeah, well that's kind of, that's half the fun Yeah If you got a gift certificate, you can kind of Cruise around and take your time <laughs> And figure out what you, what uh I always made a mistake when I would get something from my mom. It was just like I, you know, she. I think she. Oh well, that's nice, son. And that was kind of like I wish she would have just given me a gift card. So, <laughs> yeah, those begonias are walking out of here. Uh, when I was walking up from the back, 
they stopped me in my tracks uh, right here at the corner of the uh, or the side of the building here. And there's a, bunch, a lot of them. And uh, like I said, red and pink. Yeah, they're, they're, they're huge, huge foliage, shiny foliage. You can just imagine, you know, the, the begonias you're used to, which are nice, semper florin. But, you know, three times... Uh, the flower size, is, I guess, is a little, maybe twice the size, but the foliage is four, three or four times the size. Yeah, yeah. And they're uh, just as easy to grow. I mean, they they have the they show they tell you when they need water. They're not, you know, they don't wilt immediately. They just slowly change the color just to get, indicate that they're ready, ready for watering. Uh, you cut, they, cut them back if you have to. They do well in a little bit of shade too. Oh quite, yeah, I, I, quite I like, a bit of shade. Yeah, I like them best in, in shade. Morning sun, they do fine. Yeah. Was it the, the the jasmine? Wasn't that what we were talking about? That's going like hot. Yeah, here? The, that tall, tall, jasmine. tall jasmine. Yeah, Fragrance that's, too. Yeah, that's that's supposed to be really Very pretty. Smell, yeah. So there, I've seen about four or five people here in the last hour and a half. Yeah. back and forth buying and. And these things are tall. Like, they're right there what, about six, five feet tall. And yeah. they get bigger, though, don't they? Twenty. They say uh, 20 feet tall they can get. <laughs> if you lean, if they're climbing to the top of the trees. Trellis or... So, so that's uh, that's got to be one of the things on sale. Yeah, it's today, on sale. Right. They also twenty two eighty eight twenty two eighty eight from twenty nine ninety nine. And they generally there you go. Yeah, see, I remember. Generally, the deer won't eat any of those primrose or uh, primrose jasmine or star jasmine or that uh, Carolina jasmine. I think well, they uh, pass those them up. But some neighborhoods they'll just uh, during the drought they'll nip at them. But. Uh, I'm going to have to fuss at Calvin a little bit. Okay, go right ahead. And uh, you should you should be feel hurt too. What did I do? I didn't do anything. Because uh, in his dig in now, he says the low chill early peaches like Florida King should be ripe now. Have you had any Florida King Mm-mm. peaches? No. Well, not a one. And I I was. <laughs> I, uh, He's speechless. I, well, yeah, we did harvest a lot. They were huge. They were wonderful. Uh, but Judy, Judy had to go to a board of director meeting, and so she processed them all, froze them all. It was only about uh, one bushel. Oh, man. I maybe have three left. I might bring you guys each one. <laughs> so they're, they mm. are right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, they're a little... They're... they're uh, Little sharper tasting, you know. I think in past years we've a little bland. bland. Um, it'll be a little sweeter. Yeah, later peaches, be yeah, a sweeter. But I, I just can't believe how large. And I didn't, I didn't spray I don't them hear because it. of butterflies. I don't want to hear this, Calvin. Huh? I don't want to hear this. How <laughs> large your peaches were? Yeah. <laughs> And that's Florida King. I, that's a good one. I, I just can't, I can't imagine that I spent all that time and effort growing spring gold peaches <laughs> to harvest at this exact same time. And they from, taste from like hell. Well, they, <laughs> the taste wasn't so bad, but they were like yeah, golf, a little maybe a little bigger than golf ball size. You had to thin the, you had to thin the blooms. 
That's right. We, you know, we grow all kinds of fruit, pressure washers, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, talking about thinning the fruit, uh, uh, looking at uh, Neil Spears' question and answer. Somebody wrote in and said, I have a six-year-old mandarin orange tree. This year it has, it has fruit. Uh, this year it has set an ordinarily, uh, ordinarily number of fruit. I'm wondering if it will self-thin. No. So they'll self-thin somewhat, but not not enough. Uh, the fruit has always has has always been a night of nice size. Three years ago, it had twenty-five fruit. Two years ago, it had five hundred and fifty fruit. Last year, about two hundred fruit. It looks like there are thousands this year. Gracious. And it's still blooming. Wow. So he, wow. he need, you need to get out and thin that thing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Neil said, uh, uh, he mentioned that uh, you're going to have smaller fruit with that, that many on a, on a little tree. Uh, it, it is six years old, but that's still a, a, mm-hmm. a young tree. Uh, uh, And Neil says, I would think that you'd want to thin the fruit to remain two to three inches apart on the branches. Now, that's peach. That's uh, that's what we talk about for peaches. Quite often we were, our target was uh, six inches on them. Yeah, yeah. For the later peaches, six inches. But that's that's too many fruit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too many. Uh, that's too many fruit on there. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a number of fruit for size of the tree. But I would, I would, uh, I, I, I would taste half of that fruit off. Oh, wow. One of the and he doesn't even drink. If I had to take half the fruit off, I'd have to have no, you know, <laughs> Irish whiskeys. Oh, ooh, hey, that'll work. And well, one of the got a question. Yeah, one of the great things about being out here at Millburgers is we can have people come up to the porch and ask questions of the guys. And uh, we have a couple here that I've got a question for you guys. Uh, yes, we have a little gem magnolia tree, and it's about five years old. And the last two years, it's been showing signs of stress. The blooms get real brown, and um, and there's been like two different insects on it. One of them, we understand, is for um, the pollinating, but the other one is a beetle. We also have mountain laurel, and they said that beetles is what gets on the mountain laurel is also on it. And what's it doing? Is it eating the leaves or what? Um, well, the uh, it looks like they're curling. You know? The leaves are curling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May not they may not be related to those insects. Right. Yeah. Because you got the problem with magnolias is it doesn't like our soil too much and doesn't like our weather too much, so they so they're in a constant stress situation. It is in full sun, and someone 
said that they really don't like sun. They like shade better. And morning sun. Oh, it's. I mean, they, they, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that if you, uh, a lot of people, I guess, are successful with them. The little gem. Yeah. But uh, but it's always a hold your breath kind of. Oh, all right. <laughs> now they should like this spring. I know. Well, it's loaded with blooms, but like I said, they they turn brown before they actually get to drop down. Wow. You know, normally. Oh. I know. Uh, the thrips might do that. No, uh, no, they turn roses brown. What are they? Thrips. Oh, yeah. yeah we do have well, those. if it's thrips, that would be that'd be better than the, the soil. Yeah. You might, but there's not there's not much they can do in, except to kind of let it keep it watered if you need to water it and let her see if you can make her make it through. Would would there be any advantage to trying to deal with the thrips? You could uh, you could use an insecticide on it. Uh, before the bloom opens, you know when you, when you see the bud and it has the white closed bloom, uh, you could spray that with a, a insecticide. Spinosad. 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 If you want to do it organically, or something with acephate in it, uh, would uh, take care of those thrips, okay. if that's what it is. Yeah. They're little bitty. Little bitty bugs, elongated bugs, uh, smaller than, about a little bit smaller than an ant. But uh, you'll see them, see them where the uh, petal attaches, the uh, flower petal attaches to the to the main uh, body of the flower. Okay. Okay, I'll check that. It'll be a little bit of green, green, uh, like I said, smaller than an ant. And you can uh, get take a take a flower that's open and hadn't turned brown yet. His his uh, her husband showed me a uh, picture of a brown. It's it is brown. The Mm -hmm. flower, whole flower is brown. Mm. Yes. Wow. And uh, so the leaves, leaves, say, are just wilted a little bit. Yes, they, they, um, uh, you know, they kind of get green and brown also while this is going on, and then they'll drop, and nice green leaves will come back on. That's what happened last year. This year, it looks like it's a little more stressed than it was still last look, year. Still look pretty good though. The leaves do. That might be the bad, that might be a good strategy to yeah spray them. The uh, but you've got the best magnolia for this area. Some people. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, did you want to plant the magnolia? Were you the one? Uh, he was the one. Yeah. Where are you from? Illinois. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, mo- most people that want to plant magnolias are from the southeastern United States, like, uh, well, they do do well in East Texas, but uh, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, they're native in Mississippi. But uh, I, I think that's what it was. I, I never have seen a brown flower on them like that. 
But I bet I bet that strips. Okay. Try try it because it don't, it won't hurt anything for sure. Yeah. If it is strips, yeah. you may deal with the issue. Thank you for coming up on the porch, and hope that works for you. Thank you very much for coming on. Good luck. So again, that's one of the great things about what we do. People can come out, can ask their questions, and you get the answers from the experts, and then they can be right here at the nursery and picking up a lot of great stuff for Mother's Day, or they can come on out and just see uh, the great plants that are here. And then, like I said, today, uh, right here, right away, in about five minutes or so, Calvin's going to be uh, doing another part of the uh, seminar about butterflies and what plants attract butterflies in the Certified Butterfly Garden here at Melbourne. As we got a couple of minutes, guys, any last words before yes, we take I, off? I, I got very upset. Uh-oh, look out. I'll try to control myself. Look out. Uh, Calvin gave me the paper about, about uh, uh, the San Antonio Express uh, Section C, I mean C1, which Calvin's article's in, and uh, in the Express News today, and it, there's a write-up about a South Texan person has high hopes for his hops, and uh, believe it or not, we sell hops here. They we do? Yeah, they're they're at really they're I'm into the plants now. Oh, not the beer. Is it, so you wanna you wanna get the uh I think it was wa- yesterday's wanna pick paper. up some. Oh is this yesterday's paper? That's that's today's May tenth, Friday, May tenth. Okay. Yeah. It was yesterday's paper. But what caught my attention and broke my heart is a, is the article above that. Rivers, Egyptian keys, geese face euthanasia. Except that, as that of is t- sad. As of today, that has been re- re- reversed. Uh, uh, Su- <laughs> Suzanne Scott is uh, the executive director of the Sar- San Antonio River Authority. Uh, intervened and uh, oh, no. oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna confer some more on the Egyptian uh, geese. <laughs> They they hired a contractor to remove and euthanize mm. the geese. Not the geese. Songs yeah. are not Canadian geese. Yeah, well, no. these are Egyptian. Yeah, they're and they uh, they're non-native species oh. and they can be quite destructive. I wonder if they're good to eat as a regular goose. Oh yeah, oh. I think so. Are they are they like duck? Yeah. Oh okay. Well, you know what, guys, we're coming at the end of the show, but you know what the great thing about Millburgers Gardening South Texas on Saturday? We'll do it all again tomorrow at 12 noon with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch and myself. Come on out here at uh, Millburgers, 1604 and Bolverde Road. The nursery is open until 6 o'clock tonight, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, right now, uh, Calvin's going to scoot over to the Butterfly Garden, and he's going to finish his seminar. Come on down for that. And don't forget, tune in tomorrow, 12 noon, Millburgers Gardening South Texas, the Sunday edition of the program. That's tomorrow at noon. Stay tuned, because coming up next is El Conservador Radio, right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.